Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special midweek uh, episode of Albion Obsessed. Um, we have a, a guest on today. Um, we don't normally do midweek ones, but uh, we have made some arrangements um, thanks to our good friend Curtis. Um, first of all, I'll just introduce everybody before we get into the full episode. Um, so we are here with Curtis. How are you, my friend? Groovy, mate. Yeah, yeah, pretty good. Good stuff. And we are joined, of course, by Chloe as well. How are you, Chloe? Living the dream. Yeah, I'm I'm great. Thanks. Good stuff. Still buzzing from the Emirates, I'm sure. Um, so hopefully that a, a repeat in North London this weekend. Um, and we have actor and big Brighton Hove Albion fan, uh, Ben, today. How are you, Ben? Thanks for coming on. I'm doing great, mate. Yeah, still on cloud nine, like Chloe said. So life is good this week. It sure is. As I say, hopefully um, <laughs> lightning can strike twice in North London, uh, but we will see. Um, Let's bloody we'll... hope so, man. Like it's Tottenham. Another... Anything's yeah. possible with Tottenham. So. Exactly. They, they've beaten us twice this season so far, so surely it's time for us to, to get something from them um but uh yeah um so i guess we'll just start with the with the acting side of things then ben and, and just tell everybody what what you're up to um so yeah if, if you wanted to sort of let us know what you're up to at the moment of course mate yeah well i've actually got a show out on channel five um called compulsion and uh yeah the first episode went out yesterday and it's like a four part one day um you know, um, so four, four, four days following one another. So this episode two's out tonight at nine pm. Well, I, I, I actually don't know when you're going to release this, but when we're filming this, it's out. It's out. <laughs> it's out. <laughs> decent, decent. And uh, you've done a few other things. Um, I, I noticed you've done Bulletproof with Sky One as well. How, how was that? Yeah, that was good, mate. That was that was a couple of years ago now, but probably like the biggest in terms of like viewing things. The biggest thing I've done. I think I got like six million. Um, on average per rep or something so um yeah was, that was uh that was a good laugh as well filmed a bit in Malta but most of it was done in London um so I had all my mates around me and stuff which is good I was going to ask actually because uh, I noticed you were also in a a, a favorite a favorite film of mine uh, Overlord um yeah uh, and how does that sort of compare to doing sort of the bigger budget tv stuff yeah, like that was something I've never like that. I mean, that was just on a whole different scale. Like that was we filmed in the same studio as Harry Potter. That was done at Leavesden Studios, Warner Brothers. Um, and then you might have seen like the scene I'm in, where we obviously the bunch of paratroopers in this um, in a plane going into Normandy on D-Day, and um, uh, it was just it was like a simulator. They built a plane, uh, like a simulated plane. So, I mean, it was just. I've never seen anything like it. And then for the other stuff, you know, for shooting in the villages in France, they actually just built, they built a village just outside, um, just in the studios, you know, uh, the same place they built like Hogwarts and all that stuff. Well, I mean, like the little interiors of Hogwarts. Um, so yeah, it was crazy, man. It was, it was, no, it was a great experience. Like, as I said, nothing on that magnitude. Seeing it all in the budget was insane. So, so what, what, what age do you think you were at when you realised you had the acting bug? What, what, when was that, do you think? This is a funny one. Like it wasn't. It started real late for me, you know. Like everyone's really surprised when I tell them. But I, I was. I did sports science university, so I was like 20, 20 years old at this point. I still hadn't really. Like I just done a play at uni and stuff, um, just because I thought it'd be a laugh. And then I just started to get encouraged to go for it. And I started. I don't know. The, my passion for it started growing with each play I did just at uni. And then I applied for drama school, and then I mean my life just changed like within a year. It was crazy because I just did a one year course. Came straight out and straight into a show, and uh, it's almost like I've blinked, and I don't really know how I've got to got here. 
but it's been um it's been a roller coaster man it's good fun well that's great i mean because i was uh saying to my to my brother earlier on um, what i've noticed about your performances you're just incredibly believable um and i i feel like you uh you know you really care about what you're doing and that's always really refreshing to see as someone uh, because i you know want to get into acting and comedy and things like that um so it's just really refreshing to see people care about the craft ultimately so it means a lot mate genuinely yeah that is the goal like just not for me it's not so much putting on a show like if you can buy and spy buy me as a character and make it believe it's possible then that's that's my job done so it means a lot i appreciate that decent um yeah. and also saw uh, on your instagram as well ben whilst i was doing a bit of research on you a video you posted yesterday you've also got some voice on you singing wise um, that, that, that blew me away a little bit and I, I absolutely love the version of the song that you did as well um, so ha have you had like singing lessons or is that just part of the acting side of things or no I mean that that's like performing wise that's how it started I was in a band with just like two of my best powers I mean it was more of a social club we had such a laugh doing it but now I'm just happy to have it as just as a bit of leisure on the side like do it recreationally because you know I mean I love doing that stuff I love picking up the guitar um and being able to write music or you know uh, just play something whenever i want so it, for me it's just a passion but yeah no i love it man um, i want to be more of a spare time cool um so obviously you've got quite the packed schedule i would imagine um being all the things that you're in how do you get time to watch the albion <laughs> no you know what though i you should be surprised like yeah i mean i've like, I, did, I did shoot two cv shows last year but one was, I mean, just the, the, the run with it, one was like four months, one was only two months. So really I had six months off um, and it kind of fell in quite nicely. Like I was in Glasgow filming Screw, the Channel 4 thing. The only problem was that was during the Euros. So um, I was like a bit of an alien in New York, as they would say, like being up there. Um, <laughs> uh, so, but then, but then I, as I finished, the season started again and it was post, you know, lockdown, the two-year lockdown without people, fans being in the stadium. So as soon as I came back, Oh, it was amazing, man. Just being able to get back in the stadiums, like it was. It, the timing was perfect. So, um, yeah. Unless I'm filming like in a different city, so I was in Liverpool doing compulsion. Had to miss a couple. Had to miss Palace away yeah. and stuff. But um, I got. I just got. I just got lucky with the schedules, you know. Yeah, definitely. Um, and when did that all start for you? Then talking about the Albion. Um, have you been a, a lifelong Albion fan, or did, did you grow up in Brighton? Yeah, born in Bright I was born in Hove, um, and I lived there till I was ten. And then we just moved to London. Um, and unfortunately now to an area where my local team's Crystal Palace. So actually at school, all my mates were Palace fans. I know. I have to do that journey past uh through Croydon every time I come down. Like it's the worst is on Derby Day as well. I'm coming down with the Palace fans, so I just fucking head down. I'm so so sorry for you, by the way. We all of us oh, here yeah. at Albion Obsessed. We're yeah, so sorry for you. You can swear, don't worry. Um, we've got a guy called Aaron. Um, shout out Aaron, who um, because obviously the, the, the performances of late have been suspect, except for <laughs> Arsenal. Um, and he doesn't mince his words, that's for sure. So you're all good, Ben. Don't worry. You you, you let rip. <laughs> all right, I'd like to think I'm cutting down the most room, so I'll try and keep it down. But anyway, you know, when it comes to Palace, I can say what I want. So um so what was the question, mate? Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Yeah, so I moved here when I was 10, but obviously to start with Brighton. Like, and to be fair, actually, not until I got into my teens did I really start to follow it and I understood what it means to support your local team. Because um, I also liked, when I was a kid, I liked teams like Chelsea. Um, but now it's just, you know, Albion through and through. And I mean, it means so much. Like, 
I'm sure as the same with you guys when you are affiliated with the club, like when they win, it just it means everything. It's more than just picking a team for the sake of it. Do you know what I mean? So um no, I love it, man. I love the club. I love all the fans, all the people. Like it's such a magical day. Again, as I'm sure you guys know. So I'm really proud to be a Brighton fan. Yeah, exactly. Do you remember that that moment that you did fall in love with the club? Was there a particular game or a player? Um, it was like it was more. It was towards the Bob, like when Bobby Zamora. Um, because I'm I'm 31 now, so it was like Zamora at the Whitdean. That was the most romantic time for me. And there was something about the Whitdean. Like I, I mean, I know it was a bit of a dump, but it was just looking at like where we are now and what we've built. I just I kind of cherish those years of going over to that place. It was it was just very romantic, you know what I mean? Like, And you felt like, because it was just like an athletics track uh, with a small stand, you felt like you're just part of the, you're just with the players, do you know what I mean? Like, you, you were really like um, engaged and, and you felt like you're part of the game. So th that was when it probably started. Um, I was actually when we were in League One, funnily enough. And then I feel like um, you guys are probably similar ages, maybe a bit younger, but we've supported Brighton at such a good time. Like, it's just been up and up ever, ever since. Um, so, I mean, what is there not to fall in love with? Yeah, exactly that. I was a little bit late to the game. I started supporting the club um, in 2010. Um, that's when I sort of really get, got into football. And that was obviously the year that Gus got us to the, the championship and we moved into the Amex the, the season after. Uh, so it was like last um, season at the With Dean. And as you say, it's just been... Obviously, we've had a, a few bumps along the road with like Sammy mm. Hippier and, and people like that. But... Um, in the grand scheme of things, it's just been, as you say, an unbelievable journey. And um, to, to say that we're disappointed to be losing against Liverpool is is such a privilege sometimes. You still have to pinch yourself a little bit. Yeah, but you wouldn't you wouldn't change the journey for anything, in my opinion. Like you've, I feel like we've needed to go through these tough patches to, to be the team that we are now and have all this togetherness. And it's fantastic. It really is fantastic. I just, you know, I mean, like I had my first... Uh, time seeing the, the Albion this year alone. Um, and I've never felt more comfortable doing anything. So, uh, because of like, anxiety and all the rest, as you know. But, like, I yeah, now I've been to two games and I've seen us uh, lose one and draw one. So, that was was great. Um, so, the next one then, Curtis, is a has win. To be, Surely. Has to be a win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it will be, mate. Yeah, exactly. And um, Chloe, I don't think we've actually ever asked you before because you sort of um, merged in um, with, with the podcast um, and we never sort of asked you the guest normal guest questions we do ask. What was your first Brighton game? Do you remember that that feeling of, I guess you were quite young when you started supporting? Um, my first game was October 30th, um, 2010. It was against Peterborough, at Peterborough, and we won 3-0. Um, and yeah, I just loved it just from that moment it was like okay yeah I love this um I just remember my mum took me she was like um we should take Chloe to the football because she'll love it because she can shout and um I did like it and at Peterborough they had terraces so it was all standing um and I just got to swear and shout and I loved it and um yeah and now I just I just love going every week it's it's like the highlight of my week basically yeah, definitely. And who was that first player? Well, you... I've got an intruder. Oh, that's all right. <laughs> we, we, we like a cat on this podcast. All right, okay. I think, I, I think Chloe's frozen. Um, so, Chloe, if you can still hear me, um, drop out and then drop back in uh, and we'll, we'll re-add you to the podcast. But, um, yeah, do you remember, uh, well, you mentioned Bobby Zamora, Ben. Um, mm. 
but the other players around that time, do you remember like uh, Leon Knight and stuff? Who else you fell in love with? Yeah, yeah, like Leon Knight and uh, oh god, and then it went on to like Craig McKell Smith. I just because I played as a forward, yeah. so I liked sort of forwards and wingers. Obviously, everyone fell in love with Bujar. Um Yeah, we always had these. We actually always managed to get these very exciting um, attacking players. And obviously, and on to knockout and stuff. So yeah, who else I like, man? Um, a couple of defenders, Gordon Greer, for some reason. I thought he was very solid for the time we had him. Uh, but yeah, I've, I've loved seeing all the players come and go. And then Vicente, which was just something none of us could ever have dreamed of. I remember like playing football manager so much as a kid, and it's like Vicente was just like the best player in the game. And I was thinking, like, have you told me that Brighton were going to sign him in the championship? I just thought you were an idiot. That was such a moment. Um, yeah. Yeah, just a few yeah of them. definitely. <laughs> Fair play. Sorry, Chloe, you froze as I was asking you a question. Um, do you remember the the, uh, the the sort of first player you fell in love with, Chloe? Yeah, um, it was Ashley Barnes. He was he was my first ever favourite Brighton player. Um, I ran a fan page for him on Facebook, I remember, and it got like 200 likes or something, you know, fairly decent. And um, yeah, I met him a few times. And the week before he left... Um, because he left in the January transfer window. I met him at the Young Seagulls Christmas party and I was like, you're my favourite player. And, you know, I got a picture with him and all this stuff. And then like a week later, it was like he left for Burnley and I just remember being like absolutely devastated. The betrayal, the absolute betrayal. Yeah. Absolutely brutal. For me though, it will always be Glenn Murray. I just love that man to pieces. So. I can't lie. I, He's a legend for Brighton, no doubt about it. But I'm still a little bit annoyed that he left us for Palace. I'm still still a bit bitter about that. And, you know, I'll probably hold that grudge for a while. The thing that kept me going about that was the fact that he... I I feel, obviously, we're, we're not, no, no experts on it, but I, I feel that he was actually pushed and wasn't given a new contract and Gus didn't really want him. Um, that's my understanding on it anyway. And obviously, if... If a club, obviously, I know we hate them, but if a club like Palace come at you and offer you 30 grand a week, you're not going to say no. And obviously, he wanted to stay in Brighton as well. I'm probably making excuses for him. He played for Palace. Who am I? What, what am I saying? Anyway, um, yeah, of of late then, Ben, like what, what's been the standout game? Obviously, because we're, we're at the heavy heights in the Premier League now. Mm. Um, what, what's been that standout game for you that just you, you'll always remember? Uh, what that I've been to, or just in like in life? Yeah, just in in general. Well, like, obviously, I was there when we got promoted. So the pitch invasion stuff was, I mean, you just take that to the grave, man. Like it's just that's once in a lifetime stuff. Um, but you know, it just in general, mate, it was that that the year we got promoted. Just that those last four months, like it just felt like the whole city was together. It was, oh, it was so beautiful. Um, I just that whole period, there were just game after game. Like even with knockout, when we scored at Wolves. Um, and we beat them 2-0 before we went to play um, against Wigan. Sorry, the cat's going nuts. Um, <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that whole period. But then, what's some unbelievable... I mean, the Man City, it was such a shame we didn't have fans, like a full stadium for the Man City game, because, I mean, looking back, like the more I think about it, it's just extraordinary how we managed to do that um, from two down. Um, but yeah, no, we couldn't be there, and I wasn't lucky enough to get a ticket. Dan yeah. Byrne, Dan Byrne tripping over himself to score a goal. Yeah. Yeah, my absolute favourite thing. Still remains the most Dan Byrne thing ever to have happened. You know I mean? 
Yeah, he, um, the thing is, if, had he not have slipped, he wouldn't have scored. So, you know, he would have gone straight to keeper. Exactly that. Um, and like I, I was lucky enough to be there. I got in the, the ballot four, the, the fourth ballot. So I was like, I'm never getting a ticket. But they just mm. sell in. I think people were still a bit anxious about COVID. Chloe, mm. was you at that game as well? Or did you? Yeah, I was. Um, yeah. yeah, I got in ballot one, luckily. Um, I did actually have a ticket for, I think it was the Arsenal game that when they started letting fa- a few fans back in. I managed to get a ticket for that one, but then it all locked down again and I didn't get to go. So I was quite disappointed. But then obviously I got a ticket for the City game and it was just, it was it was worth the wait. It was an amazing game. Um, and the atmosphere was brilliant. I, I think I cried actually at that game because um, it was quite emotional. I hadn't been to the football in so long. And you don't realise how much you miss it. And when it's such a sort of big part of your life, um, I didn't used to go away as much as I did. So I was just going to the home games, but it was still such a big part of my weekends and my free time. And um, yeah, and I missed it so much. And then that game was just like the best return I could have hoped for. Has that been like a part of why you do so many away games now is because like you, I don't want to obviously put words in your mouth, but maybe took it for granted before lockdown. And now, obviously, we can go to football. You're like, I have to get to every single game I can get to. Um, uh, It's probably part of the reason. I did sort of want to go to more away games. I didn't feel very confident going on my own because my parents don't really go away and I go to the home games with them. But, um, yeah, I actually decided that I wanted to go to a few away games. And, you know, the first one was Burnley away. And I was like, you know what? I'll do it. I'll I'll get a ticket and I'll get on the coach. And it was, and then I just sort of was like, okay, now I'm going to every away game. <laughs> and I've only what missed was, two. What was the score for that Burnley game? Was that one of the winning ones or uh, one of the nil nils? Two one. Two oh, one okay. Win. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. First game of the season, wasn't it? That's the one. Yeah. Ben, do you get to many away games at all, or? I do. Yeah, mate. Yeah. I mean, like Chloe said, I, I, I well, I wouldn't say I prefer them because I love being in Brighton. Um, and I just love sitting in the North Stand, like my just my whole group around me. But yeah, but again, it's just such a good day out. Like the best bit is when you just see other Albion fans on the train, and it's like, right, we're gonna sit down and have a beer together. Um, and then yeah, you, you get to hang out in cool cities. Like often, I'll stay there for the night. We'll have a night out with the boys. So I've been trying to, but they, I mean, they're a bit, um, they're a bit hard on the liver, mate. So I'll just try and ration them because. It's a long day of boozing. Like I can't, I can't do it every weekend. Um, I, I went through a, a stretch of doing like uh, every away game, and after a couple of months, I was like, "No, nah, mate, getting too old for this." But I'll, I'll end up passing out. So um, yeah, I try and nice. get to a few each season. Yeah, what's been the standout away game that you've been to? Then would you say? Um, God, there's so many to pick from. I'm sorry to spring that question on you, but yeah, if you had to pick one. <laughs> Do you know what I'll never, ever forget and what I told you about when we were getting promoted? Um, actually, I don't even think we went up that year, but there was a time we took like 6,000 to MK Dons or something. And I know another bit of it is it's just the weirdest city I've ever been to. So it just felt like, I, I don't know, it was just it was just felt like I'd been travelling for the day because you just step out the train station and it's like this Sim City built town. I've never seen anything like it in my life. Um, and then obviously we won and it was such an important time, but... Yeah, I remember that that this that this army of Brighton fans went up when we had that high vis top. That one always stands out, and we just had such a good laugh like that day. Um, but yeah, just because it's so so random, I love going to sort of random towns. 
Yeah, definitely. I remember um, I went up on the coach to that game. Um, yeah. And when they dropped us off at the stadium, the stadium's so weird. It's like in the middle of nowhere, but it's yeah. got almost everything around it, if that makes any sense. It's got like so many shops. But if you look anywhere past that, it's like fields and it's just so strange. It's, it is so strange, 100%. Yeah. Right. But yeah, what what a day that was. Um, I remember that was like one of my first um, away games. And as you say, we took like six, 7,000 people. I think there was more away fans than home fans. It was me. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure that doesn't happen every week. <laughs> um, and the noise we made, especially when they missed a penalty at the end. Um, and I remember my mum punching me in the face accidentally. Um, <laughs> when Just the, the scenes were just unreal. And I just remember having this cut there. I was like, I'm wearing, I'm wearing this like a badge of honour. Um, I just have this image of, yes, Joe. Oh, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty much, yeah. My mum listened to this, so yeah, no no hate towards my mum, please. But um, yeah, no, it was a great day. Um, Curtis, we, we've obviously, once we've settled you into uh, home games, we'll get you to an away day. Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. I mean, as I said, it's all in anxiety for me because I'm just this nervous ball of stuff uh and um i know like if i go up with like a group of everyone it will be absolutely fine it'll be absolutely fine it's the once i'm in in the situation i feel so comfortable all the time anyway and everyone every brighton fan apart from a couple that i've met have been just so nice and welcoming and and all the rest anyway i mean like it's funny you were talking about uh, we talk about sort of Brighton fans as a whole, but I remember being in the south of France, right, in this tiny, tiny little village town, right, and then there was this flag in a shop window, and I was like, Brighton, Brighton flag here, right, of all, all places, and there was a guy in there that had a Brighton shirt on, and we were just talking, I was talking sort of English, he had like broken English, and I was like, Brighton, he was like, Brighton, yes, and I was just like, that's so random, they're everywhere, Brighton is everywhere, it's everywhere. Yeah, I remember being in Disneyland Paris um, and I was wearing a Brighton shirt and one of the cleaners, he was like cleaning the queue and he was like, ah, Anthony Knocker. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> he plays for Brighton. Um, yeah, it's just so mad how like probably what, 10, 10 years ago, if you go to France or and even if you go like halfway up the country, people would be like, who's Brighton? Um, but now it's like almost global. So yeah, fair, fair play to the club for boosting us that. And obviously... With, with our rise to the Premier League, it's always going to happen um, with so much marketing and everything like that. Um, but uh, yeah, um, so let's talk about this this season uh, and touch on um, a few of the games. Um, let's touch on the, uh, the manager first. Ben, how have you found um, Graham Potter's rise uh, as manager? Do you think that um, th- there, there are improvements to the side? Obviously, people saying that, um, obviously the last seven games haven't been amazing that we're not making much progress, but we sit 11th in the table. So um, in, in your view, has there been the improvement there? Mate, like I, honestly, I think he's a genius genuinely. And I, I look, I think about those games, mate. I mean, look, for example, with Norwich having 31 shots, like people say that he, he can, he can get our strikers one-on-one or he can get us a penalty. At the end of the day, he can't put it in the back of the net. And it's just been, it, 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 I thought last season was the most frustrating season, but like it's the fact that we were doing so well, maybe maybe on the brink of potentially getting a place in Europe, and then we just slipped back into our old ways again. Of not, and it's, I felt like maybe one or two games went by, we didn't, we missed a couple of chances, and then heads went again. Like Paul Morpai, he's, he's done, he's had so many like incredible moments this season, but you could just see he's such a reactive player. One two games he slips up, and look what's happened, like a seven a seven game drought and stuff. So. 
Um, I, I don't. I got. I can't fault Potter at all. And you know, it's it's a shame that I, I'm seeing fans around me burning my stuff. For you. you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion, but you know, I make sure I clap him out every game and clap the team out every game because uh, look where we've come and we're playing such good football like we always do. Yeah, exactly. And um, for for this season, what what's been the, the standout moment for you? Um, obviously, there's been quite a few, like the you mentioned Malpe having a, a good few last minute um, moments. So, is it one of them, or is it something different? Single handedly, like it'll be more like, like I mean, yeah, lucky I was at the West Ham and Chelsea game. I mean, then dislocated both my shoulders celebrating that. mate. that was that was absolutely pandemonium. Was pandemonium. But um, performance wise, I think it's when we were two 0 down against Liverpool and we came back. Similar to the City game to draw two all, like how much character you have to show, and they, we, we almost outplayed them. We're talking about Liverpool way; it's insane. Um, uh, so yeah, I'd say that one performance-wise, I think it's Liverpool way for me. Yeah, we almost we actually almost beat them. We got like an offside third goal again. Well. We got disallowed, and it was such a well-taken goal. Yeah, mm, it was. Yeah, and obviously Trossard being the man that um, li- lifted our spirits at Arsenal uh, and and gave us that foundation to get a win. Um, how did you view that Arsenal game? Uh, obviously, uh, amazing to to finally get that win after seven games. Yeah. Um, and en- Enoch Wepu, he's looking unbelievable right now. Mate, it's funny when that lineup came out and seeing those three centre mids in together, like all pretty identical players, but it's like they they like morph together to become some super midfielder. Do you know what I mean? But they are individually. So I see those one of the most exciting players I've seen, along with like McAllister. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, obviously I, I managed to go, but obviously it wasn't televised. And I didn't watch the first half because just given what's been happening lately, I was like, oh God, this could be a waste of time. Um, but then at half time, I mean, a bit plastic of me. I was like, I need to see this out now. And the second half, mate, we were just brilliant. Obviously, they had their chances, but yeah, what goal from Wepu as well. Yeah, exactly that. And Caicedo, what a talent he's looking as well. Yeah, by the like, way, the assist to set up that goal from right. Wepu was outstanding. Yeah, he definitely he picked him out. That wasn't just a ball just hit into the box. And you know, when we signed Caicedo, I found a compilation. You, you might, might, might have seen it of like the way he'd been playing before, just to see what he's about. I've never seen a man be able to win a ball in the field like that. Like, he'll be too two, three yards behind someone and out of nowhere. And he, he plucks the ball away from them. He doesn't just put a tackle and he ends up with the ball at his feet. And he's just going to get bigger and stronger and quicker. Um, and obviously, we're looking at him now as Basuma's replacement. It's not, I mean, Basuma's world-class, but like, it's not the end of the world if we've got him um, waiting in the ranks. No, exactly. And you say that the way he wins the ball, it's like almost Kante-esque. Um, and to have a player like that, obviously, is just... Uh, a game changer every every day of the week and I tweeted out the other day and people were like oh steady on but I said Moises Caicedo is going to be moving on for serious 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 money yeah. like that's going to by far blow our, our transfer record received mm-hmm. um, I'm, I'm talking like 80 million pounds I think the club are quite good at like doing these really savvy interesting signings I think I think on paper you'll look at them and go who the hell is this who the hell is this um, but obviously the club knows what they're doing and like you you got uh, people like Mark Kukurea right admittedly I knew nothing about before he came to the club right but he's been outstanding I think this season Um and like Wepu even uh, as well. And, Kai, you know, I'm so happy to see um, uh, Casado actually start. I, I thought he was, uh, you know, what with Moda getting injured, I thought it was probably the right time. And hopefully he can start some more games because he really, really, really impressed me. So, 
Yeah, I feel sorry for the players that are injured, uh, for the for these players that come in and um, play so well. And you're thinking they're probably thinking, oh god, I'm going to have to really, really come back fighting from my injury and, and get back into the side. But Moda, before he got injured, I, I thought arguably um, one of our most important players, um, Graham Port. Potter certainly um, sees sees that the same. I think he'd started or, or played the most amount of minutes um, for us uh, before he got injured. Um, and it's just so gutting for him because he was going on to, to massive things. And obviously the, the, with the World Cup at the end of the year as well, I'm sure he was itching to play uh, in that for Poland. Hopefully he can still get there. Um, but with our medical team, <laughs> my, uh, yeah, my, my, I'm not feeling very promising for him anyway. Um, yeah. So, anyway, Curtis, did you have any any further questions about this season at all? Or um, I don't, as it goes. I've completely forgotten if I did. So... No, fair play, <laughs> sorry, fair play. a bit frazzled um, today, mate. Sorry. That's that's all right, mate. So am I. Um, yeah. So, so let's sort of take a step back then, Ben, to the acting side of things. Like, where do you see us, or where, where do you want to be in sort of? five ten years like that might sound like such a stupid generic question yeah, yeah, yeah. um but do you have that goal at all no nah, not really mate like you just don't know what script's gonna be put in front of you i try not to plan it um and also like when you do receive a script you just you, you can't really gauge actually what the end product will be you just got a piece of paper that a lot of it will go down to directors and you know producers and how the show's made as and as the cast as an ensemble but um I don't yeah, I don't know. I just I just I just love it, man. I love working with material. Um but I wouldn't uh, there's no like I'm gonna burn desire to like do a role. Also, I am preferring I'm preferring doing dramas. Um I think you can just get I don't know, you can you can just get a little, a little bit more stuck into it. And just feel the old emotion of it all. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I live in the moment, but I don't try and plan the future. So no, fair yeah. play to you. Um, Hopefully, don't take me too far away from the Albion. That's all I care about. <laughs> exactly that. Um, and we actually got a question off of social media. What uh, one of the guys on Seagull Social, uh, another guy called Ben as well. I'm not sure if you. Oh, know he's him. my mate. Wait, hang on. Is it Ben yeah. Sport? Yeah, he, he wants you to get him a uh, a cameo on New Blood if you can. So no, I just thought I'd put that in there for him. Um boy, he's a good part of mine. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's tell him I'll, I'll see what I can do. Well, they're gonna have to get that recommissioned, mate, because he got cancelled. So he might want to pick a different show. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. I, I'm I'm sure that was a show he asked me to to say. I thought it was um, Screw actually. Oh, was it Screw? Yeah. Oh, my bad. That's possible. That's possible. <laughs> yeah. In which case, there you go. Pick up the phone and uh, yeah, <laughs> Ben will get you on there. Um, so, <laughs> and what what do you think then? Just going back to the Albion. Sorry, this interview seems maybe a little bit all over the place, um, but uh, it's it's been a, a mad few days to get prepared for it. Um, <laughs> yeah. Like, where where do you see the Al- Do you think the Albion are uh, going that way to to get into Europe or? Yeah, I think I think like we wouldn't be we wouldn't be it's to stop looking beyond just staying up. And a lot, and I think a lot of Albion fans don't like you know there have been a couple of rocky years, and like you know we just managed to stay up. But what are we five years now? We're an established side in the Prem. This might was this, this is our fifth season, maybe I think. Anyway, the fact I've lost count is a good thing. Um, but yeah, like again in that first half of this after that first half of the season, I thought there's no reason why we can't compete to get into Europe. It might take a couple more years just to build more of a foundation and a squad, but I'd like to think so, mate. Yeah, because we, as you said, we're going in one direction. 
definitely. It's, quite, it's actually quite nice now to see because I watch a lot of like opposition things. Um, mm. By the way, if you haven't, go watch the uh, Arsenal TV clips after the Arsenal game the other day. It's the best thing. So good. So, so good. Um, but um, what was I going to say now? I've forgotten. No, no. Where uh, the where they're like, oh, oh, we're playing Brighton next. It's going to be a tricky game. I'm not looking forward to that game because Brighton are hard to play against. That's always really good to hear. Yeah. You know, you don't want to be like, oh, that's a Brighton's a stepping stone, more points, blah, 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 like it used to be. Teams now, like Brighton. Yeah, teams like Brighton. Yeah. Now it's just it's just nice to hear that we're, you know, tricky and difficult. That's yeah. always good to hear. Yeah, exactly. That I went on a Arsenal podcast before um the Arsenal game and obviously f- forgive me for being very pessimistic on there. Um but I was just like that. It's it's not going to happen. We're you know we're we're going to the Emirates. They want a response um, after the Palace game. Uh, sorry to mention that p word. Um, I just thought they were going to absolutely do us, and yeah. may, maybe that you know uh, is a reflection on me and and my confidence being low. But um, yeah, I was just so pessimistic. And and now look, I I actually messaged them after the game and said, oh well, would you look at that? And they didn't reply. Um, By the way, so, I would have paid money yeah. to see Mope just put one past the, the keeper. Like I and to see Ty lose his shit on social media again would have been would have been gold. gold. Yeah, that that remains one of the funniest clips I've ever seen. Brighton, I hope you get relegated. Mope, you're a cheat. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I actually asked uh, the Arsenal fans on on the podcast I went on, I said to them, Do you actually think that Mope was in a, a, any fault at all? And they admitted to me that they don't actually think he was. Um, so I don't get this hatred towards him. But I guess it's just it's just football, isn't it, really? Um, I mean, uh, just everyone. Yeah. I, th- I think it's trendy in our club, though, also in our club, to hate on Mope. Um, and I, I don't... I don't, I don't he's an easy he work- target. Yeah, he works so bloody hard, though. I, I think people just concentrate on the fact that he doesn't score well, you know, as many goals as, as he should. But he, he's a bloody workhorse. He works so hard. Is, man, I think yeah. as well, it surprised me because it's like he scored against Palace twice and he wound up Wilfred Zaha. Like, that is legend status to me. Like, yeah, he's just such a... He's quite a Brighton player, I feel, as well. I feel he does actually play for the club. Um, 100%. So, yeah, that's why I love him. Exactly that. And we, we, we all know that that is a very well-known thing. Uh, even Richie Reynolds was had you on the big screen talking about your love for, for Neil as well. I wanted to ask actually, Chloe, what do you think about this Dennis Undav coming in? Because there's no secret. He is basically Neil Mopay's twin. Is there going to, is there going to be like double love there? Um, do you mean, am I going to like love them though? Yeah. 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 <laughs> I'm sorry. My mind my places. Um <laughs> This is a family podcast, Chloe. Jesus. It's my favourite Brighton player, probably ever. Um, And Undav, let's see what he can do. I mean, I hope hope he's really good. And I don't know if he's a shithouse like Neil is, because I love that. I love that he winds up the opposition. um, So we'll see. But um, for now, Mope is just like my number one. Yeah, fair play. He certainly looks a character. You see, like, um, USG tweet, like, some interviews or some pictures of him, and he's, like, flexing in front of the fans and, and stuff like that. So he, He's he going to fit in very, very well. Very I hope well. so. I hope so. Um, obviously, uh, as well, we've got so many lone players coming back. Obviously, Matoma from USG as well. Uh, ben, what 
player are you most excited to see come back to the Albion and who do you think can mostly fit into this side that Graham's put together? Um, yeah, Undav's one of them. Who is this Polish kid we've got online? Didn't we sign him? We well, With Moda, we signed two Polish kids, right? Yeah, because... The other one, the other one is... Am I right in thinking, because there's, or, or did we sign another one? But there was someone I saw on like the TSR uh, football page was where it was rated as like one of the, one of the best wonder kids in the world right now. Yeah, but I think I that was, I think that was Kozlowski. That might be the, the wrong oh, way of saying right. it. Um, he looks really decent. And there was, um, I think when we signed Moda, Kabovnik as well, the left back. Um, yeah, it, it I, is Kozlowski. That's when we signed with Moda, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Oh yeah, Kabodnik. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking now. Yeah, left back. Yeah, he. Where is he now? Um, Olympiakos, is it? Yes. Yes. Yeah, and I think is. that was a loan to buy deal. I'm not sure if he's even going to come back. But mm. the the other guy you're talking about also plays for USG, where Matoma and Undav are playing. Yeah, yeah. Um, so hopefully, if we can get them free back in the side, and they've obviously formed a relationship as well, that there'll be good uh, harmonious vibes going on and. Obviously, we've got the likes of Seema, uh, Matt Clark, Ostergaard. Yeah, but say Ostergaard's doing well yeah. for himself. Exactly that. Well, he, he fell out of favourite Stoke or something, didn't he? So I wonder what happened there because he had a really good start. My mate's a Stoke fan as well. Um, I, I don't know why he, halfway through the season he left. Yeah, no, it's... it's well, we talk about, we talk about Seema because he was injured for I'm, a good chunk. I'm Ostergaard. Ostergaard. Yeah. Oh, right, right, right. I see. Okay. He's doing good. He's doing well, you know. So yeah, like he does seem like a good player. I'm not sure if it was like a, a managerial thing where the manager yeah. didn't like him, or um, but we were right to call him back. And obviously, as you say, he's gone out to Genoa, and um, I I think he's done well there. I think he's got sent off a few times, uh, so maybe a little bit of a hothead. But uh, we're 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 used to that with with a young Lewis Dunk. So we we can't hold that against him. So yeah, hopefully he can come back in. And we've been missing that. I, I didn't think I would say this at the start of the season, but we, we've been missing the depth of our centre-backs. Uh, obviously, we're selling down burn, a few injuries going on as well. Um, we just haven't been able to play our system. And it's so nice to see uh, us able to sort of operate that system with, with Basuma dropping in um, sort of as a, I'll say like a, a sort of midfield sweeper, I guess. Um, I thought he did quite well uh, in the Arsenal game in, in that role. So hopefully we can um, get a few uh, back and yeah, play play the system that we all know and love. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad that Webster's back and and stuff now because I never thought that we would end up missing this man, um, but uh, we do. Um, what a guy! Yeah, a I've, guy. I've got that picture saved to my phone for some reason. I don't know why. Um, but uh, yeah, um, it was definitely a loss when he when he went um, because he just he was he was really good up until the point when he left. Uh, so it's good to see people coming back from injuries. But I have said this to you before, Joe. I do worry about Webster and his injuries. I do. So yeah, so do I. And I I honestly think that this might be a really unpopular opinion amongst Brighton fans. But if like a bid of forty fifty million pounds came in for him. I would be saying accept it because if he does get injured and, and he starts to go downhill because injuries can really affect that, I think that would be quite good business for the club. Um, obviously, I would want him to stay and thrive at Brighton. Um, but yeah, there might be a, be a decision to be made there. I wanted to ask Ben as well, your stance on 
another infamous man at Brighton. I don't think he should be infamous at all, but a lot of people slate him. Pascal Gross, just how good is that man? He's he's good at what he does. Yeah, you're right. People don't slate him maybe because he's not you know like a flair player like the rest of our attackers. But his, his set like his dead balls, and obviously the, the Pascal at the Gross turn um, officially renamed me. Like he's, he's he's good at what he does and he's reliable. I don't mind him, but just because he's not going around nutmegging people, you know maybe. Um, he's not in his favour as some of the more like flair attacking players, but no, I like Rose. Reliable, solid. You know what you're going to get, and he does deliver. Exactly that, and obviously he's um, out of contract, I believe, in the summer. Um, would you be um, tempting him to to sign a new deal uh, if it was up to you? I'd like him to. Like, obviously now the midfield's coming a bit saturated, so I I like I wouldn't judge him if he if he wanted to leave. I think it, for him it could be a good career, like a move for his career, but. I'd, I'd like to keep him around, mate. Someone to bring on, maybe it's like, you, you just you get the set pieces in. Or I would, if if we got a penalty tomorrow, I'd have him step up over anyone. So, um, yeah, for that reason, he's got his uses. Yeah, definitely. And uh, yeah, you always want a German to take a penalty. Um, ice cold, um, for sure. Um, so, yeah. And, and who's, just to round off then, who's been your player of the season so far? Obviously, we've got, I think, seven games left. Um yeah, who who would be your pick? Player seasons, Kukurea for me. Um, Very good shout. That's that's a, probably a popular one as well. He's like, what what a player! He's got it all. He's just got everything you need, like a, you know, attacking fullback. So, yeah, yeah, um, e- easily easily chosen. Well up there, um, uh, Curtis. Who's been your player of the season so far? As we're coming towards that end of the season run. Uh boring probably but i'd probably say exactly the same as ben uh you know he is just so impressive in everything he does mm-hmm. he it just he fights for the ball he's, he's so quick and that hair right the hair yeah, the hair alone the hair alone wins him that award seeing yeah. it like seeing it live i was like jesus christ um but yeah like he's an outstanding player he's gonna get he's just so good yeah, definitely. And still so young as well. Coming through the Barcelona Academy, um, you know that you've got some some player there. Um, Chloe, um, as we approach the end of the season, um, who, who's got your vote? Um, I'm sure you can actually guess who I voted for. I did actually vote for Mope, but um, I think Cucurella probably will win it and probably does deserve to win it. Um and I think Veltman is the other sort of name. I would say one of those three. Those are my like top three players of the season. They've all been good and consistent, I think. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, definitely. people don't seem to realise how many points that Mope saved us this season. I think it's something like 17, I think Tom done the maths the other day, mm-hmm. um, which yeah, is just madness. nuts. Take take those 17 points away that Neil got us and we're, we're in big trouble. Um, so yeah, it's it's a massive shout um, and one that deserves to be at least in the top three if he doesn't win it. Um, you mentioned Veltman as well, who's solid as ever. Um, whatever position you put him in in that back line, um, will always deliver. So I think we've got probably one of the tightest um, competitions for for player of the season um, going towards the end. Uh, whether uh, and Wepu can get in there as well um, with the last seven games. Um, he can score um, in every one of the games remaining. Yeah, yeah he's definitely got a shout. Exactly that, and I think we've got the same situation. Do you remember when the Leeds player uh, fans uh, rigged our Player of the Season vote and Ben White won it? 
Um, yeah, I think we've got the same thing for um, Moises Caicedo. The, the the Ecuadorian fans are, are, are mental and they're, they're all over it. So we could even see a Moises Caicedo um, win the fans' play of the on season. One appearance, yeah. <laughs> one appearance. It'd be amazing. Um, but yeah, it, it could happen. It could happen. Um, so I guess final question then. We'll, we'll just do it really quick fire. Uh, ben, where are we finishing this season? Will it be a top half finish? If, 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 if I say one of two answers, I'm not going to be very popular. I think the run is quite tough. Now, you know what? I genuinely believe, yes, after that result. Fair play. I, I yeah, can't disagree. Um, Chloe? Yeah, I'd say probably about where we are now, maybe 12. And, you know, either I would take because it would be a record top light finish for us. So I'd take 100%. that. You know? I think we're five points off of our record, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so we'll need two more wins to better it. Curtis, where are we going to finish at the end of the season? Third, obviously. Uh, no, uh, I don't know. Like I'm thinking like uh, 11th, 12th as well. I, th I think, yeah, I, I, I was starting to worry uh, about our performances and stuff, but I think we showed a lot of heart and a lot of gumption, a lot of togetherness in that last game. Yeah. I feel like if we take that into our... Uh, remaining games, uh, we totally got it. I, I believe in I believe in us, believe in the squad. We've got this. We can do it. At least there's going to be no people saying, oh, we're going to get relegated now, um, which is yeah. nice to see. Um, yeah, I, I agree with you guys. I think it would be around about where we are now. Um, a lot of teams that seem to be picking up former falling off slightly again. I, I thought Newcastle were going to just carry on the trajectory of the new manager bounce and the new Dan Byrne bounce as well. But they, they look a bit shaky as well. So um, it'll be there or thereabouts for us and it will be a record uh, breaking season, I believe. Um, but yeah, I guess that rounds off our, our midweek special of Albion Obsessed. Um, didn't have a game to talk about, but obviously we can recap the whole season. And Ben, it's been great to have you on and, and, and get your views on it as well um, and, and speak about your acting stuff. So yeah, um, thank you for coming on, mate. Well, thank you guys, genuinely. No worries at all. Curtis, we will see you next time, I'm sure. Um, and Chloe, thank you very much uh, for coming on again. Um, we'll see you after Spurs. Don't have too much fun um, up there. Or actually, no, do have loads of fun up there. Hopefully uh, uh, three points um, uh, in, in North London again. But uh, yeah. We'll Wait, what are, what are our predictions for that game? I'm interested oh, to know. That, I think actually. Chloe made a prediction after the last game. Um, do you remember what it was, Chloe? Yeah, I said we're going to win 3-1. And I stand by it. 3-1, I like that. We'll take it. Ben? Uh, yeah, I've got to say 2-1 to Tottenham. Fair enough, fair enough. Back if down I'm, to reality. I'm being honest, yeah. <laughs> fair play. Yeah, I mean, they, they did put, what was it, five past Villa the other day? Yeah, they're um, good. So, yeah, they, they are. They're, Conte's got them ticking, to be fair. Um, Curtis? Uh, one one, one. I think one. a draw. Yeah, I feel I feel a draw here. Yeah, fair enough. Let's let's balance it out, and I'll, I'll say two nil to Brighton. Um, so we've got the majority saying a Brighton win. Um, <laughs> so yeah, we'll we'll, we'll take it. Uh, but again, as I say, Ben, thank you so much for coming on. Um, and uh, we'll chat to you soon. Thanks, guys. Um, cheers, guys. Take care.